Welcome to the AFM Podcast. The AFM Podcast is a broadcast outreach of Reverend Micah Felix Azanduna, a prophet and a teacher of the word, to present the good word of God to God's people as you listen, get set for a time of refreshing, instruction, and empowerment from the word of God and today's message. Whenever we come into the presence of God, we must come hungry. Hallelujah. Because new things are released in the presence of God. Good things are released in the presence of God. Hallelujah. I don't know what you expect from God tonight, but I expect to know more of God and to love him and to walk in, in, in trust. And to trust him. Because we are living in a generation where people are losing trust in God. I mean, people are giving up on God. Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find yet again faith on the earth? Many years ago, people were touching the hem of, his, of, of the garments of prophets and were healed. I mean, somebody's axe head fell in the water and the person knew a prophet can bring it out. The problem is not that we don't have wild prophets. We just don't have people who believe. Are you with me? Because, I mean, there has been... I'm not saying the problem is not that we don't have genuine men of God. The problem is that we don't have people hungry enough to receive from God. Hungry enough because the same grace we see that works in certain people's lives. We see them in another place and nothing is happening. And I'm sure the day Jesus preached in his own hometown, certain people say, I said it, this guy is not anointed. I said it's not anointed. God, nothing happened. Except headache. Headache. Haven't we seen headache healed before? Because the people were not hungry enough. But the book of Mark chapter 5, the Bible says that when he pressed within the crowd, the Bible said the crowd pressed against him. I mean the crowd were pressing on him. Why won't somebody get healing? He turned to the woman and said, who, he said, who touched me? And the disciples said, Lord, you know people are pressing. Why were they pressing? Because they were hungry. And I want you to know, Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, they are here in their midst. Every time we gather like this, expect what you can't get in your home. Because there are things you will never get when you are praying alone. Are you with me? There are things you will never get when you are alone. They only come when the saints gather. But when you come and you are not expectant, and you are not hungry, you leave the presence of God when you should have taken something and you leave empty. May that not be our story. In the name of Jesus, I said, may that not be our story. A lot of people are giving up in our generational. I still choose to believe. I choose to believe. I choose to walk in faith. I choose to walk in faith. I choose to persevere. I choose to press on. I'm not giving up tonight. I'm not giving up this year. I'm present Lord. There is more in God and we need to press. There is still more we don't know. There is more we don't know. There is more we don't know. I mean, the guy had so much faith that he said, if a prophet says one word, if it is hepatitis, it will leave. One word will take away HIV. One word will take away arthritis. One word will take away Ebola. He said, just give me one word. The man understood. I'm saying that in our generation, faith is dying. Faith is expiring. Faith is expiring. We are bringing sensual things into the church. 
I mean, even faith, there is logic behind believing that a prophet's one word can give you what 30 years of hard work cannot give. There is logic in it. There is common sense in it. Are you with me? Because the distinguishing thing behind between an MP or your class teacher and a man of God is not the map they used to speak. Are you with me? It's not how good they are at English language. It's the anointing that is upon his life. An anointed teacher will do the works of, of an anointed man. An anointed doctor will also do the works of Jesus. He said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about. The reason he went about doing good was not because he was Jesus of Nazareth, but because of how God anointed him. If I'm not spiritual, then what am I? If I won't be spiritual, then what would I be? Are you with me? He said, just one word. Another time, Jesus met the disciples on the boat. The first time he met Peter and his brother, Andrew so so. They had been shipping, fishing all night. I mean, these people were professional fishers like I'm a professional teacher. Huh? I mean, like I am a prophet, I'm good at it. Do you understand? And Jesus is a carpenter. He's not a fisherman. The time of the day Jesus came to meet them, at the time of the day, it was improbable, almost impossible to fish and get that amount of catch. Because the time you get a catch is when it is around 1 a.m. Not in the morning. You don't get fish in the morning. In the morning, they go deep. The fishes go deep to go and feed. They come out at night to swim. And he said, Master, we have toiled all night. How many nights? All night. He didn't say we have toiled for one hour. We have been throwing the fish here. We have applied physiology. We have applied oceanology. We have applied symbology. We have applied every principle, every law, every strategy. It's not working. Now I don't even know how I'm going to pay my child's school fees. But master, at thy word, I will do it. And the Bible says that Jesus said, cast to the other side. They casted to the other side. Their net broke. They called, at, I don't know what the others were doing. They called all of them and said, come and help us gather. Look, if you have faith, you should go and start telling people to start bringing their nets. Because there's going to be a catch very soon. Aye. You won't buy the kind of car that has only two seats. You are buying a four-wheel drive with seven seats. Because you need seven seats to carry more people. They say roads in Ghana are bad. Not my car. My car will survive every road. Are you with me? Add your word. Somebody say, Lord, speak a word over my life. Let a word come to me. One word from God will change your life forever. One word from God will change your life forever. Nindo Zula Geva Zandolo Kopaya Grandila Zokoba Branda Mango Zuga Grige Zondo Balanda Kazuka May my faith not be moved. May my faith not be moved. May my faith not be moved. Tonight, I told you the other time that 
I will be continuing with the heroes of faith part two. Now the heroes of faith part one is already there. You can get it on all the, 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 the channels. Podbean, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Telegram. You can even search it on Google, you'll get it. The heroes of faith, Reverend Michael Felix Azanduna, you get it. Amen. It's not a blessing. It's a blessing all. Are you there? So, I have preached on the part one already. We are just going to go straight to the part two. So, we are going to the part two of the heroes of faith. Now, in the part one, we talked about the fact that the author of, Paul, of the book, I think it is Paul and or Apollos. That's what I think. But recently, I was doing another study into the book. I preached this message last two months, the month of April or so. April. The Heroes of Faith are preaching in April or so. And already, I've come to realize that the book was written by more than one author. Yes. It was written, it's, 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 it was written by more than one author. Just as the book of um, first Acts chapter 15, the elders sent a letter to certain believers who are Gentiles. But I haven't gotten much in-depth into how it was. So I still stand on my ground that it was written by two of these people, Paul and Apollos or something. Amen. The author doesn't matter that much. Sometimes you would find people tell you that, you know, Bible cry, who wrote the Bible, then you are there. I said, the author doesn't matter. Are you with me? What matters is my faith because the Bible says the just shall live by faith. Do you know who made the phone that you are using? How about the pen you are using? Do you even know the manufacturer? But it works, doesn't it? What matters is that it works. And what matters about the Bible is that it works. This book changes lives. I don't care who wrote it. People believe the words of the Bible are changed. And they are changed according to the way God said it should be. Therefore, it is his word. Are you with me? Because if the Bible cannot be written by the devil because it speaks against the devil. <laughs> it can be written by witches because the book says we should kill witches and, uh, and devils. People who are doing necromancy, he said we should kill them. Are you with me? It wasn't written by some self-righteous Pharisees and others because the book itself speaks against them. <laughs> It's not the book of men. It's not a, it wasn't written just by men. Because if it were written by men, the men wouldn't have been writing their mistakes. Huh? Are you with me? They won't write a book. An author write a book and also indicate that he went and killed someone. Moses write a book and write about the part where he killed a human being. Who does that? Because someone will use it against him one day. Don't you think so? It was because God led them to write his word. So... Sometimes people be like, hey, the authorship, where is the author? If we cannot know the author, we, then it's not the word of God, it's not the Bible. The book changes lives. As long as it does the work that it promises, I don't care who wrote it. Hallelujah. So let's start from verse 1 again. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things. 
of things not seen. Verse 2. He said, for therein, the elders had witness born to them. <laughs> ASV says, born to them. The King James says, the elders had a good report. And I told you what the good report is. That the good report was the evidence of their faith. That when we see a man, we can see, we can, we distinguish a man by his faith. Are you with me? He said, then said among the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. That is the evidence of their faith. Are you with me? The good report Abraham had was that God gave him a son. God established his throne. The good report David had was God established his throne. The good report um, um, Sarah had was that God gave her strength to her womb. That her dead womb go have a child. At the age of 90, that's a good report. So he's saying that if you want to have a good report, I don't know which kind of bad report you're having. Maybe in the area of marriage, maybe in the area of finances. He says that we can have good reports by faith. Through faith, we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God, not through science. Okay? He said, through faith, we understand. So faith gives us an understanding of something. And the something he's talking about here, in this sense, is that we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Through faith. And I taught you about through faith and by faith. Are you with me? We use faith to create. By faith is when we are creating something. True faith is when we are receiving something. You're a good student, Philip. <laughs> Let's go. Uh-huh. Verse 5. By faith, Enoch was translated. I said translated there was, is the same word we use is, if a man be in Christ, a new creature. Behold, all things are past and new th all things have become new. The same translated there is, is the same way we say somebody is born again. And Jesus said that even the Bible, the New Testament, already teaches that those of us who, who are born again will never die. Are you with me? Yes, it's true of the Bible. I'm, find, I'm trying to look for scriptures. The scriptures are so many that I don't know which one to pick from. <laughs> are you with me? Yeah, so the New Testament, the Bible teaches that those who believe in, in, in the gospel, they will receive eternal life. They shall never die again. And this is what he's saying. By faith, Enoch received eternal life. That he should not see death. Why? Because of his faith. Hold on there. Let's go to John chapter 11. Let me show you something in the book of John chapter 11. Go to John. Let me show you what Jesus said in the book of John. Chapter 11. Verse. Give me a minute. Let me look for it. Verse 25. John 11, 25. Look at it. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. This is the, I don't talk about the resurrection and the life anyway. Well, he's saying the reason you have life is because I resurrected. That's what he says. The reason you can have life is because I am, you know that I told you in the doctrine of God that God doesn't know past, present, future. When Jesus was speaking, he had already died on the cross. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live again. Those, he that believe in me, if he dies, he will live again. Next verse. And whoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. 
Then he asked, believers thou this? Do you believe this? That's where I got my, my tagline, do you believe this? You notice that sometimes when I'm preaching about faith, I ask you, do you believe this? That's the same thing Jesus asked. He said, do you believe this? And he said, master, then let's go to the next verse and see. He said, master, you know that, I know that you are Christ, the son of God, who should come into the world. Let's go. And when she had said so, she went away. Yes, you say, the OG Medino, so Wumpa, Obeyanka. And what I say, Nadiotia Sina, what you mean, Huh? Oh, would that the person would not know death? No, because would you dear, and I said, would you dear, who would that? And Mary said, Master, I know that you have come to do something. I'm coming, I'll be back. Then she walked away. Jesus is saying, I want to give you eternal life. She walked away. This matter, the same matter was cooking food that Jesus said, one thing is need for. I mean, this girl, she's not spiritual. <laughs> she's not spiritual at all. So take her back to Genesis. Did I say Genesis? Hebrews. He said, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. Why? Because Jesus made that promise in the New Testament. And this guy, by faith, was able to access something that was going to happen in the future. Yes. That's why the Bible says we walk on the streets of gold. Are you with me? Let it come down a little bit. He said, we are going to walk on the streets of gold. By faith, Enoch also heard that the Christ was coming. By faith, he received the Christ ahead. What does it mean? I can receive things that are promised in heaven on earth. Man, the Zukata. Ah, do you understand? Ay, by faith, Enoch was translated. And at that time, no one had ever preached eternal salvation before. But the guy, by faith, was able to peep into the future and tap something that was promised for people like us. And in his time, the guy never died. He even saw rapture. The guy saw it in his days. He said, by faith, I will see rapture. I will see Christ. I will see salvation. I will become a friend of God. And by faith, I will be translated that I will not die. You can't, like, you can't find the bones of Enoch. He doesn't have a graveyard on earth. He has no grave on earth. Kandu, Sula, Banda, Broko, Skaya. I mean, this man... It's like Jesus Christ. Oh. Because Jesus himself has no grave. By faith, a man was like Jesus that he couldn't die. Do you know that Jesus said, I am life. He said, I, I. He said, I will lay down this life and I will take it up again. No one can take it from me. And Enoch said, me too. No one can take my life from me. Do you know why? Because I have That is why one day I'm going to teach you about how Saul died. You know, faith is what guarantees your anointing. You know. Faith is actually the anointing. Anointing is faith. Is faith is anointing. Anointing faith. Faith anointing faith. So wait. 
innocent. I cannot die. You can't. No man can kill me. Well, the problem that this guy had, Abel had, was that his faith was not in I cannot die. His faith is, Lord, when I die, receive me in your bosom. Do you get it? But Enoch's faith is, Lord, ask for me. I won't see death. And God said, Ha! Adi Babe, you know, 6,000 years later. You, you want to have it now. What kind of, it's like Jesus said, I have not seen this kind of faith. Look at it there. It's not in your Bible. <laughs> He said that, he said that, God, he said, he said, and it was not found because God had translated him. Why? Look at the word for. For means, is answering to the question, why did God translate him? What does he say? He said, for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. That's why he goes on to the next verse. It says that, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hey. Kala Sula Talamaya. If I'm not careful, my part two may never begin. This is the Bible. You see that if you listen to the part one, you find out that the things I taught in the part one are not the things I'm teaching today. He said, Lord, I have not seen anyone have eternal life but me. I want eternal life. I know you can give me eternal life. By faith, the guy received eternal life. 6,000 years before Christ died. You do not have because you do not have faith. I was going to talk about Saul. When Saul died, David enacted a new curriculum. He said, let them sing the song of the bow in all of Israel. How are the mighty falling? Then he began to talk and talk and talk. Then he went and spoke about Saul. He said, Saul, how could you just die like this? As if you were not anointed. He means a man of faith cannot just die, oh. He cannot just die. Do you think you can just hit Goliath's head with a stone and he'll die? No, you, if they use a catapult to hit your head, would you die? When I was a child, they hit a catapult against my head. I didn't die. Catapults don't kill people. Even guns, guns, sometimes they shoot people and they don't die. You don't kill a, a man who is seven to nine feet tall. Huh? He's as tall as this ceiling. You, you hit him with a stone. Oh, help me, Lord. Next verse. Ah. Please, let's jump, Noah, before I have to stop my sermon. Jump Noah. If not, I was I can't preach Noah today. Hey, Noah. No Noah. Give me verse chapter verse eight. 
Today we start from Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should receive for an inheritance, obeyed. Why did he obey? I don't get it all. Is it that he obeyed and that was a proof of his faith? Or he obeyed because he had faith? Look at it there. He's saying that Abraham obeyed God to go to the land that was promised him because he had faith. What does it mean? It means that Faith is the only thing that can cause a man to go outside of his comfort zone to a place that he doesn't know. It is the only thing that will make a man like me who is about to finish his national service. He's not yet done. Huh? To go and marry. Huh? When people have to look for 10,000 and 20,000 cities. Even the ones who are working, their, month, their yearly salary can't get that money that is needed for a wedding. Then a young man, a young boy, who is not yet done with his national service, says that I am going to marry. Because God said it's time to marry. Are you with me? Abraham, leave your father's house. To the land I will show you, I have not showed you. Somebody said, okay, what is ministry? I said, ministry is following God on a path you don't know. Trusting that God will lead you there. He said, you lead me. He said, uh, uh, um, what's, what's the scripture? Psalm 23. Through the path of righteousness. I don't know where it leads, but he leads me. Obeyed. Why? Because he had faith. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. If I tell you I know where God is taking me to, I have no idea. I'm lying. I don't know. I don't know the next five years of this church. Even though I have written my vision up to 2046, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I am following God. This is AFM Podcast. We will be right back. We will be right back. Worship with us. This and every Wednesday, 6 a.m. The Bible teaching session. This and every Friday. Friday prayer and prophetic service. Within the hours of 6 30 p.m. And Sunday. Within the hours of 8 a.m. And we know that your life will never be the same. Locate us in Bunu region. Sunyani Ashura. The Holy Spirit. That your life will never be the same. Hallelujah. Faith Mission Global Assembly. The glory is here. Welcome back to AFM Podcast. Now the message continues. And most of the times when God is giving you an instruction, you will not know the end. If you know the end, there won't be a need for faith. That is why a lot of people have, have blackmailed faith. They have blackmailed and blacklisted. They blacklisted faith out of their lives. Because they want to know where God is leading them to. But Jesus said to Peter, 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 when you were a child, you dressed up yourself. You went wherever you wanted to go. He said, by the time is coming, another shall hold your hand and lead you to places you don't want to go. That is a life of faith. 
It's a life where you are led to a place you don't want to go. A place you don't know. Do you think I will leave my job and do ministry? Who does that? Ah, are, you, are you serious? Now, when salaries, people are receiving their salaries. When people receive, I mean, when people's salaries come, some of my mates, their salaries, I mean, when their salaries come, at that time, to me, I'm also getting 20 series or something. Huh? I have no hope that any government will ever give me 10 cities. Because God said, give yourself holy. I wanted to run away from God like Jonah. But I sat down and I reconciled myself and I said, God is leading the way. And I will follow the way. So the singer goes, wherever you lead me, I will go. He said, for you are the way, truth, and the life. He said, Jesus, you will never leave me nor forsake me. The reason you have to believe in God is because he will never leave you nor forsake you. Next verse. By faith, he lived in the land of promise. How did he live? As in a strange land, a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob. He's saying that, I, Abraham dwelt in tabernacles. Isaac dwelt in tabernacles. Jacob dwelt in tabernacles. I mean tents. The word tabernacle there is tents. Human beings were living in tents in a place God had promised them. Like God has promised us some portions of this city. Huh? But we don't have a single building of our own with me. Like God has said 7,000 souls. But we don't have it. We are still here. The land God had promised them, finally they have gotten to the land and they realized that the land still, they don't own it. They lived their all their lives in tents. They never bought, bought one single plot. The only plot they bought was what they bought to be buried there. I mean, their burial ground was the only plot they ever bought. And these guys, the Bible is writing that these guys are the heroes of faith. These are men that we can look up to so that we will persevere in our Christian journey. And he's saying that the promise that was promised them, they lived in the land of promise and never had a promise. Abraham lived in Canaan as a stranger. I mean, oh, I love it. I mean, Abraham will come out of his house, out of his small tents, he was a rich man, but he was still living in tents. Because by faith, God had not told him, Michael, do this. So he said, if God has not said it, I'm not getting anything done here. So he chose to live in a tent. Tent there, you don't have to buy a land to own a tent. You just have to ask, okay, my family is scared being here. I'm saying, oh, for the first you are renting to you. They were renting lands to live on because they said, this whole place is mine. I won't buy a portion out of it. Hey. Do you understand? It means that they were unwilling to compromise. Compromise. Because God said, I'll give you this whole land. We won't go and buy a small portion to build on it. When God is saying, I'm giving you the whole land. And if they had done that, it means that they didn't have faith. So they said, until God gives us this land, we are not buy one small, one plus, two plus, three plus here. We would rather rent till we own the whole country. Well, in their lifestyle, they didn't own the country. But they were owning it anyway. 
Imagine Abraham coming out of the place and seeing the indigenous people. I mean, the people that are living indigents, the people that are living in the town. Say, hey, strangers, how are you? <laughs> they didn't know that the landlords of the land are actually the ones who were strangers. While Abraham is saying, I need to buy toothpaste, they didn't know that the owner of the land. When Mekisadek was blessing Abraham, did you read it? He said, blessed be Abraham, possessor of heaven and earth. I mean, the owner of earth is not God, though. it's Abraham. <laughs> Have you read in any way your Bible where they said there's something like um, Solomon's bosom or um, even Jesus Christ's bosom before? I'm trying to say that faith makes you a territorial commander. It gives you possession over territories. Look, we will keep speaking this thing. I say we will own Sunyani. I'm a gizata. We will face issues of scandals, issues here and there. But certainly, one day we will gather 100,000 heads, not 100,000 chairs, 100,000 human beings with heads, physical human beings, not um, how many people came and the number of people were like um, 100,000 when it was actually 10,000. Exaggeration. No. No. 100,000 human beings with heads. Ah! They will expand Sunyan, this region's airport because of us. Because every week people are traveling from, from UK, from London, from China to come to church. Every week. Go. Not that we don't have branches there. We have branches there. But we have people say, we want to come to Ghana. You will see whites. Ah! You will see whites. You will see blacks. You see Indians coming here. But while we are still here, we will live like strangers. Huh? We will live like what? Strangers. Is it raining? It's a sign of God's blessing. Oh. God is showering blessings. He is receiving every word we are speaking. And I'm telling you that we will be the heroes of faith in Ghana. Because books will be written about us. Good reports, right? And one day God said, by faith, Micah did this. Micah, God is done. David, God is done. Vida, God is done. Sharon, God is done. This person, God is done. This person, God is done. Next verse. Sit down for me. Why were they living in tabernacles? He said, because he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. They were looking for, the simple thing is that they were looking for heavenly recognition and heavenly, heavenly relevance. Heaven's recommendation. They were not looking for a man's approval. If God is okay with it, I am okay with it. I've had people ask me, why are you not doing this? I said, no. 
this thing I'm doing, if God is okay with me getting this thing done, if I have to even pay the price, if people have to laugh at me, I'm okay with it. Why? Because I'm looking for a city whose maker and builder is not Adam, but God. Next verse. Through faith, Sarah herself receives strength. She received strength. You see that I told you faith. We use faith to receive. True faith is for receiving. By faith is for creating. She received strength to conceive seed. I think, did I talk about that the other time? I'm not sure. I just gave a, a gist. She received faith to conceive seed. Which kind of seed? The seed of promise. The seed he's talking about here is Isaac. And Isaac is the seed that was promised. And every one of us has a seed in us. This, uh, this day, today I was preparing a sermon. Usually I prepare my sermons in my head before I write them. I receive it instead. And in my head, someone asked me a question. He said, how, how do ministries start? Or is it how do callings? How to... I've forgotten. Yeah, callings. How are people calling to ministry? I said, people are calling to ministry by an eternal state called the Great Commission. That the Great Commission is the very beginning where all of us are called into ministry for. So somebody said, I have a calling. What calling? You can't have a calling without a commission. And the reason there is a commission is because the reason there is a calling is because there is a commission, a command to fulfill a mission. And this is an eternal mission. So before God gives you an anointing, he's giving you an anointing because of a calling. And the reason he called you is because of a commission. So he's saying that God gave us strength because God had promised her a seed. There is a seed inside of every one of us that needs to come out. And look, it won't only take money. I've heard people say, all oh, that I need is money. But sometimes you realize that you have money. But you can't get the thing done. How many, of you, how many of you have had things you wanted to get done, but you find out, found out that you had money, but you couldn't get it done? I've been there before. So if you think that all you need to make your ministry great is money, you will one day find out that you have all the money in the world, but still your ministry will not grow. Your ministry will not grow. And you'll find out that money does not make ministry goes more than that. It's rather ministry that makes money. Next verse. I want to hurry. Let's, let's go. 
Now, give me the previous verse. 12. Verse 12. Well, she counted God to be faithful, who was able to keep his promise. Verse 12. Therefore, from one man in him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in the multitude, innumerable as the sun which is by the seashore. He's talking about Abraham, that the whole Israelites came from one man. Are you with me? The same thing is talking about someone like Christ. Christ, that today we have had billions of Christians. Uh, billions of Christians who have come out of Christ. Now let's go to the next verse. He said, These all died in faith. He's talking about Abraham. He's talking about Isaac. He's talking about um, Jacob. He said they all died in what? In faith. Means the time they died, they still had faith. When they were died, that's the reason they said, bury me here. Because they said, they knew that a time is, you know, they bought the land for burial in the promised land because they knew one day they were going to own that land. So they said, don't bury us in any other land because this is where we want to resurrect from. Because they knew a day was going to come where the saints will resurrect. And they said, we want to choose where we want to resurrect from. And we are resurrecting from the promised land. So they said, these all died in truth. When Abraham was lying down on his bed and he was sleeping and was about to die, he was looking up to heaven. Was looking up to God. He was looking up to God. His eyes were going down. He was dying. And faith was filling all of his eyes. And still. He didn't say, God, you told me that you give me this promised land. I have not seen it. These guys believe so much that they knew that if I die, I will still own this land. So he says, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. They saw it afar off and they were persuaded. Have you seen that? And were persuaded. Do you know persuaded? Let me give a good example of persuaded. Persuaded. I know you know the meaning of the word persuaded. Okay? Persuaded. Have you ever stood somewhere maybe by a swimming pool and somebody pushed you uncontrollably. Huh? Or from a story building. And you pushed. You re- do you see how you jump without control? Huh? That's what it means to persuade someone. It means to use all kinds of ways to make someone get something or do something. I mean, to persuade someone to do something. But this time around, these guys were not being persuaded by anyone. They were persuaded themselves. I mean, they I mean they jumped from seven-story building down themselves. No external boosting because of it. Have you two read the same story? We will read about those guys very soon. The God will us to save us. Okay, Shadrach, have you seen God? No. Meshach, have you seen God? No. Abednego, have you seen God? No. 
Then how are you going to say? You are talking to, you are talking to a physical human being. You are talking about God. Have you seen how these days in our generation, when you see even leaders, people are present, they won't get up and use tactical means and wisdom and other things to solve this thing. They are praying to God. Shut up, Mr. Ken. Abednego said, the God we serve will save us. And even if he doesn't save us, we will swim in this fire. We will burn. We don't care. That's what it means to be persuaded. And we're persuaded of them and embrace them. Do you see that? That's why I told you that those guys were made righteous in the Old Testament. The same way we are made righteous in the New Testament. They were made righteous because they saw it, they were persuaded by it, and they embraced it. Embrace means they received it. So they received the eternal life we are receiving today in advance. They saw it afar off. They, they were persuaded by it. They said, wow, they received it. And confessed. Do you see that? It's not confessed. Is this not the same thing Paul is talking about in Romans chapter 10? The mouth believes confession. That's it. They believed. They, were, they heard. They saw. They were persuaded. They embraced. Then they confessed. They confessed, I'm a child of God. They confessed, I cannot die. <laughs> they confessed, I'm going to another city. The same confession we are making, you know. That's the same confession. That they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Next verse. For they that say such things declare plainly, plainly that they seek a country. One day I'll talk about that country. Next verse. And truly, the country there is they seek a kingdom. This verse says country, a kingdom. That very kingdom Jesus brought on earth. The kingdom of God is what they're seeking. And truly, if they had been mindful of that kingdom from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. Now, this text is telling us that they are pursuing a kingdom and they are coming out from a, a kingdom. Do you understand? And he said, if they were mindful of the kingdom that they left, they would have gone back. But by faith, they were persuaded and they were mindful of the kingdom that is ahead of them. That's why they didn't go back. This is why there is no way we are going back into the world. There is no way we are going back into darkness because we are persuaded and we are pursuing a kingdom. I remember many years ago they said, oh, watch them. After five years, they will give up. After six years, uh, I know one of my uncles, that guy probably was more spiritual than this one. These people, they are just having youthful exuberance. No! We are persuaded by faith. I'm persuaded by faith. I'm not giving up today. I'm not giving up today. If I come to church and there are two people, I will preach like I'm preaching to 1,000 people. I think we are just playing around here. Salingo Barazakai Mandolosai. You said they were not mindful of the country they left. Abraham did not say, hey, yeah. When I was in the old the Chaldeans, I was a prince there. Hey, no. I'm not, I don't want to be a prince. I want to be an owner of the whole earth. That's what they wanted. Was a boast not to men, all things are yours. 
How many things? Jesus said, all power in heaven and on earth has been given. He said, now therefore go. I'm pursuing the kingdom where a time will come. I will be a ruler of all things. Because I don't want to teach new creation. It's been, I, I, I'm not sure I've ever even taught new creation before. <laughs> Sit down. Let me tell you a short story. A very short story. Which key is that? Give me Jean. And let me tell them a story. Is that Jean? Before time began, I mean, before Genesis chapter 1, it was God with himself. Well, we don't even have to use before because that's where time was created. Time was created in Genesis chapter 2. Okay? In Genesis chapter 1, it was actually eternity. Now, before that, God had an agenda that he was going to have a family. And that family will be so large that the Godhead will multiply his inheritance in other beings that will be made in the image and the likeness of the Godhead. But before that takes place, the word, which is the, the, the son, which is the living express of the image of God, must first of all come, show the way. Then when the word comes, then before that, God also ordains the people that will be a part of the word. I'm coming, okay? Hold on a little bit. So let's say, let me just bring it down a little bit. God has a plan. that I want to have a country. And in that country, Christ will be the head. And Christ will not be the only ruler. But in that country, everyone will be a ruler. And the reason they'll be a ruler is because of Christ. Have you ever seen a ruler without his people? No. So if that's the case, I'm first, of all, first of all, I'm going to create the universe. I'm going to create a lot of things. Then, I will let the uncreated being become a creature. Which is Christ. Then, I will make sure that I let people come to believe in the Christ. And those who come to believe in the Christ, I will already predestinate them to come and believe in the Christ in the sense that before they, they were even born, I had already made them princes and kings. That's what I was trying to tell you. Are you with me? So what is happening here has already happened. Hmm? <coughs> Are you with me? Jesus said, of all that the Father has given me, has given where did he get them from? He made them from the before, before Adam and Eve. God had already called me to be a Christian. I'm not going back anywhere. So that we will rule with Christ. As kings. And that was what Abraham was seeking for. I want to be a partaker of that rulership. That I will also be. You see that the Bible says, Blessed be Abraham, possessor of heaven and earth. What does it mean? Me too, blessed. One day, there shall be a blessed be Micah, possessor of heaven and earth. There shall be a blessed, blessed be Teku, possessor of heaven and earth. Why? Because all of us will become co-heirs with Christ, who is the possessor of heaven and earth. The bosom that the, the rich man saw was not actually Abraham's bosom. It was Christ's bosom. But because Abraham was an heir of righteousness, according to the faith, which is in Christ. Abraham now 
They were just trying to use it as an example to let us know this guy believes in Christ. Now, this is what he has. So, one day, they just that walk by faith. Who would not look back at the country they are living? This earth that is about to be destroyed, but will look up one day, look up and see and find out that they are owners. I mean, all these things <laughs> that we are looking around, the whole earth. The whole world that we are making all this noise. I mean, a time is going to come, the new Jerusalem, the new heaven and the new earth. There will still be another earth or there will be buildings. That second earth and all the stars. Once in a while, you will travel to one star. Go and spend only moon there with your wife. Only that we may not marry. We may. I don't know if it's we, you will or we won't. I don't know. So, eh? Anything can happen. Maybe if you are married, we will meet there. Maybe you still meet your wife. You are saying we are going to a planet called Jupiter. Hey, and we are there. Because the whole place is yours. And that is what Abraham wanted. Not one plot of land. That's why when people are fighting over a plot of land, I laugh. You are fighting over a plot of land. I want to own the whole F. The whole F. You are fighting over a plot of land. We are asking God for that. I'm asking God for Africa, Asia, North America. Huh? You are there saying one plot and you are taking somebody to court. You are fighting. Take it. After all, the ones that we are following never had a building. Sit down for me. Next verse. Hey. But now, they desire a better country. Why? Because they were not mindful of the world. Okay? And this is why we shouldn't compare our lives with Christ or our Christian life with people that are in the world. They may have certain pleasures. And that is what the verse 15 is telling us that we shouldn't have that pleasures that the world has. Now what should we do? We must have a desire for a better country. That is an heavenly country. Okay? Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God for he had prepared for them a city. Next verse. By faith, Abraham, he, he's coming back again to start from Abraham. He said, I can't stop talking about Abraham. Let me talk about Abraham again. Then we see something. When he was tried, offered up Isaac. Now he's talking about Isaac's offering. And he had, had received, and he, had, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. You have believed in, a, in, in God and God has given you a son. And God says, give me that son. Everything God has given you, he's asking you for it again. Let me say it again. Everything God has given you, he's asking for it. He's asking for your job. I want to find expression in your job. Give me your marriage. 
Give me your relationship. Give me your money. Give me your time. Give me your body. Look at it. Why will God give you a son and ask you to bring the son again? Because that's what he does. Next verse. Of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be. He's reminding us that this is a guy God said, this is the son of promise. And then suddenly God is saying, give me that son of promise. Next verse. Accounting that God was able to raise him. Now, Abraham, eh, when he was going to sacrifice his son Isaac, Abraham believed that God was going to raise Isaac from the dead. He believed it. Didn't he pull out the knife? He pulled out the knife. He was going to kill. He said, God, he said, hey, ja, you, God, you're a joke, Papa. Hey, ja, joke. Hey, brother, years Me, my faith is already sealed, though. I will kill this boy. You, me. Don't test me. Are you with me? That is why God wants to do certain mysterious things in our lives so that our faith will be grounded. Then when he says, give me 1,000 cities, the time God is asking for 1,000 cities, all you have is 1,010 cities. You don't say, hey, hey, if I give it, I'm done. No. There was a time you had zero. He gave you 100,000. Mysterious. So when he asks you for 1,000 one day, when you have you have 10 CDs. You know that you give and get 10 CDs. All that will be left is 10 CDs. You will give because there was a time you had zero. He gave you 100,000. Abraham put and I said, God, you, am I the kind of person you tempt? You test? Do you test Abraham? He said, God, watch me. I will kill this boy right here. He pulls out the dagger. He does like this. Then God himself holds the hands. Hey! God holds his hands. Hey! Ah, are you serious? <laughs> He said, come on, leave my hand, leave my hand, leave my hand. Let me kill him now. I will show you things. You will know that me, I'm a wild man of faith. Why? Because if I kill him, you will raise him back because you told me this is the son of promise. He can't just die anyhow. God is asking you for the things that he has given you. You must give it out by faith. And that is what happened. Accounting. Accounting is like he was he had already calculated. He knew that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead. From whence also he received him in a figure. Next verse. By faith. So he's down with Abraham. Now he talks about by faith. Isaac, Isaac, they didn't say much about Isaac. Okay? Because when you even read the book of Genesis, you see that Isaac didn't have much of a story. The only thing is, he cried, he was so dull that they had to marry a wife for him. Eh? If you don't get the way I'll, I'll beat you and slap you and something, well, he didn't say that. But I mean, the wife put pressure on him. 
They said, God, please give this woman a child. The next year, the, the wife had a child. I mean, that man was a phlegmatic. <laughs> so much that his own son, when the time came, so three things were said. One, that he was going with his father. Second, they married the wife for him. Three, his wife disturbed him. Four, um, he blessed his child. That's all. And then when he was having fights and digging a well. I mean, Isaac, not wasn't said about him. So even the heroes of faith, he's just saying that Isaac blessed Jacob by faith. What does it mean? Concerning things that were yet to happen. So when I pick you up by prophecy, when a prophet picks you up by prophecy and is prophesying, he's standing on the platform of what Isaac did by faith. By faith. Till today, there is no nation as powerful as Israel. All rich people in every country, one way or the other, are rich because of Jews or they are Jews. There's no single rich person in the world that is not having a Jewish affiliation. All the richest companies, they are Jews. Eh? The craziest of inventions came through Jews. Go and Google. Because Isaac told Israel, Jacob, who became Israel, that may all your brothers serve you. He said, may the Lord give you the dew of heaven. The blessings that he gave to this boy went through generations. I mean, when he was prophesying to him, he was prophesying to everyone that will come out of this guy. And that's why today I'm seated here. Because of what? Isaac's blessing. By faith. Next verse. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons. So he's saying, over here, what we are learning is that faith blesses. Okay, when we are blessing you, you must have faith as a mixture that in, behind every blessing is a mixture of faith. It's like, the ingredient of a blessing is that there must be a word of mouth. There must be a deed. In every blessing, there is a deed. Okay? There is something someone is doing or something somebody has done. So there is a deed. There is a word. There is no blessing that is ever re released without a word of mouth. The tongue must speak. Something must be done. A tongue must speak. Are you with me? Then there must be a mixture of faith on the side of the speaker. And sometimes on the side of the hearer. I hear. You're welcome. So again, he's saying that Jacob blessed his sons. He called them all forth and said, come, let me tell you things that are going to happen. And he blessed all of them. Blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaned upon the staff of his, the top of his staff. Next verse. By faith, Joseph when he died, made mention of the departing of Israel, uh, the children of Israel, and gave commandment concerning his bones. Ah, 
If I won't be a man of faith, what should I become? Remember, Abraham was buried in the land he, he bought. Sarah was buried there. Keturah was buried there. And all his wives were buried there. Isaac was buried there. Jacob was buried there. Joseph said, now I'm old. I know you can't take me there and bury me here. But this is what we will do. For you to know this, don't bury me. Put my body in a casket and do things to my bones. Let me rot. Preserve my bones. So 400 years when the Lord come to deliver you from captivity. Because that's what he told them all. In Genesis. When the time comes, 400 years later, the guy is prophesying. Carry my bones to the promised land. And when you get a land, then me too, I will be buried there. So that when God is resurrecting my fathers, I will not resurrect in Egypt. I will resurrect in Canaan. And when you read the book of Joshua, the last chapter of the book of Joshua, let me show you it. This guy is the only person who survived from Genesis to Joshua. Let me show you in the book of Joshua. The last chapter of the book of Joshua. 24. Joshua 24. Verse 32. Let's start from verse, verse 31. It says, And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua. And all the days of the elders that overlived Joshua, and which had known all the works of the law that he had done for Israel, and the bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel brought up out of Egypt, buried they in Sechem, in a parcel of ground which Jacob bought for the sons, yes, for the sons of Hamor, the father of the Sechem for a piece, a hundred pieces of silver and it became the inheritance of the children of Joseph. By faith, eh, when the Israelites were doubting God and God was dividing the earth, Joseph was believing God and was living. When you read the, the book of Exodus, it says that anytime they carry the ark, beside the ark, there was uh, manna was inside, the Ten Commandments was inside, and when Moses died, his rod was inside, and then the bones of Joseph was lying by the ark every time they were traveling. While they are carrying the ark, the bones of Joseph was coming. A man of faith, even yet dead, was still speaking. His bones were alive. Why? He said, God will certainly deliver you one day. Don't bury me here. And when he delivers you, make sure you carry my bones. When they were crossing the Red Sea, Joseph was crossing the Red Sea. Hey, when God was pouring down manna, Joseph was seeing manna being poured. All the miracles, Joseph was there. Even Moses, when Moses died, and Joseph was still around. And they were carrying Joseph around. They were carrying Joseph around. Then, all the way, when you read the book of Joshua, go and read the book of Joshua. Joshua finished sharing all the lands of Canaan. The land that they were, his fathers were living on, on top as tents and Tabernacles, 
Joseph now had a land. After Joshua had divided all the land, all the way from Joseph, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, even to the last chapter of Joshua, then Joseph is still alive. He said, me, I'm not dying today. Because of faith. So by faith. Oh, you opened it? Aha. Uh -huh. Take us back to Hebrews. Kaish. Kalabandisavadaya. Verse 23, Hebrews eleven twenty-three. By faith, now it's beginning with Moses. Moses, when he was born, was hidden. Was, the, was what? He was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child. And they were not afraid of the king's commandments. So, two things are happening here. That by faith, some people were able to defy a king's commandments. Because by faith, they were able to see the end of a child even when he was a baby. That's why I said, if you don't succeed in life, it's your parents. One way or the other, your parents' fault is part of it all. My, ch uh, uh, my child can be a nobody. Not because one day they'll find out that, oh, we are that about, certainly my children will be that about. I mean, I've decided that my children will not live with me. When they grow to a certain age, I'll scatter them for my sons and daughters. I say, you, go and live with this person. You are living with him till you die. Yeah, I'll give them spiritual. That's my strategy. That's what I will do. When they grow to a certain age, I will start giving them to. I say, you go and live with Edgar till you die. You to go and live with this person. Hey. But Moses' parents looked at the baby. They saw that this baby would be a prophet. And they said, we cannot get this child killed. While other parents were killing their children. Moses' parents said, this guy will be a prophet. We will defile the king's orders. That's why, faith won. It's your Bible said, they just shall live by faith. School of parents, they will cry. 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 If you, you believe your children will become something tomorrow, eh? Are you following me? So if you have to be an armed robber, I'm not saying go and be an armed robber, but I'm just exaggerating. If you have to work and all, don't have even a bicycle to your name, you will do it. Because these guys, if the king had found out that they were hiding the child, they would have killed them. But they said, this child will one day become a president. I cannot just allow this child to live an ordinary life. And face the destinies of all other children. 
just carry your child and go throw him in some school. You don't even know what is going on there. So, uh, <laughs> we all went, you're school, Papa, you're just an Nothing. You don't buy your children books. You don't even, I mean, nothing. The thing is, you have just given birth to children. They should come and eat and drink and die. Because you have not seen the future of your children. That this child is an uncommon child. And because of that, we will defile any king's orders. To hell with a king. We will die because of that. And that was because of it. So I'm saying that parenting is done well by faith. By what? By faith. You can clap. You can clap. Next verse. By faith, Moses. Let me drink water. Raise, raise it up. Are you ready? Are you ready? By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, the word come to years, just say, Moses, okay, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. That thing is still blinking up. Philip, that thing is, is doing some way. Come on, let's go. Refuse because the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Why? For he did what? Let's read five. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasure of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ's greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he looked to the reward. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. Not by signs. Not by bulldozer. If you want to put down the walls of Jericho, there are two ways. By faith, by bulldozer, or by explosion. One is cheaper. By faith. Ah, do you see that he doesn't even say, and they shouted and whatever. He doesn't even say, he said, he said the whole thing is that it was by faith. It's not the shouting. It's not the trumpeting. It's not the, the Levites that were carrying the ark. It's not the ark. He said it is by faith. And the walls of Jericho came down. But today somebody is saying the walls of Jericho never came down. But they've been discovered. The archaeological discoveries of the world. Even by faith, Joshua cursed the Jericho. He said the person that builds it will begin with his firstborn and end with his lastborn. And the book of Chronicles, a king began with his firstborn. By the time he was done, his lastborn was down. <laughs> then the author of that book referenced that this thing was said by Joshua. And it is written in the book of Joshua. By faith, Rahab the harlot. Ha. Let me relax here. I think this is where God wanted me to go. So he was saying, Micah, hurry up and go there. By faith, Rahab the harlot. Oh, the King James said the harlot, Rahab, is the same thing. It's called noun of opposition in English language. It's called what? The noun of opposition. 
By faith, Rahab, the harlot, perished not with them that believed not. So which people perished? Do you see that the gospel is being preached all over the Bible? Oh? So the Bible is saying that they that believe not will perish. And it's, saying, it's not saying whether they are alcoholists or whether they are thieves. Because there was a thief on the cross who believed and Jesus said, even though you are a thief, you will be in heaven with me. It's not, it's not all these things. He, said, he didn't say by faith, Rahab. Not by faith, Rahab. By faith, Rahab, the prostitute. He didn't say by faith, Rahab. As a matter of fact, the spies who went there were new Rahab. They used to pass there and do things. Are you with me? Do you know the things I'm talking about? And every time they used to go there, so one day they went to say, let me tell you something, eh? We will be coming here to destroy this city in a matter of time. And Rahab says, ah, hey, why? He said, hey, the wondrous things God has done through Israel. He said, yes, we have heard all those good things. And certainly I must receive it to my house. And you know what? People say all the walls of Jericho pulled down. No. It's not all the walls of Jericho that came down. The Bible says that the walls of Jericho came down. The, wall, the house of Rahab was the only wall that did not come down. The whole wall came down. And you know what interesting thing? Her building was fused into the wall. Now, if you go to the north, you see those kind of buildings. Where the wall is, the building is part of the wall. Ah, the wall pulled down and Rahab's building was the only one left because the spies were inside with Rahab. And I don't know if Rahab was, you are inside a, a Rahab's room. What do you think Rahab is doing there? If they are pressing buttocks, only God knows. Because the altar is not saying, the altar didn't remove the harlot. means that the reason she was, even the reason she was noticed was because she was, she was a harlot. But what distinguished a harlot from any other man was that she believed and her faith prevented her from dying. I don't know the kind of man you are. You can be an alcoholic. But faith can prevent you from dying of alcoholism. You know, this Rahab married a man and he gave birth to Boaz also. And then Boaz gave birth to Obed, Obed gave birth to Jesse, Jesse gave birth to David, and David gave birth to Jesus Christ. Yesu That is why if you are seated there, you feel like, God, can you do something out of my life? He's still asking you, do you believe me? I said, I'll make something out of your life. Do you believe this? And you're like, Lord, you know that in my family, nobody has ever said, I'm not saying your family. I said what I want to do. Do you believe this? By faith, Rahab, the harlot. The harlot. Well, the King James even says the harlot Rahab. So he wants to begin by telling you her title. And her title is Harlot Rahab. Like you say, Reverend Micah. He's saying Harlot Rahab. Her title is that she is a harlot. Before her name. But even though she was a harlot, yet did not perish with them that believe not because she believed. Faith is a subject you can never exhaust. 
You can never exhaust. She says that her faith, the proof of her faith was that she received the spice with peace. Now we are getting to the end. This is AFM Podcast. We will be right back. We will be right back. Worship with us. This and every Wednesday, 6 a.m. The Bible teaching session. This and every Friday. Friday prayer and prophetic service. Between the hours of 6 30 p.m. and Sunday. Between the hours of 8 a.m. And we know that your life will never be the same. Locate us in Bono region. Sunyani Ashwaba. The Holy Spirit that your life will never be the same. Hallelujah. Faith missing over assembly. The glory is here. Welcome back to AFM Podcast. Now the message continues. The guy, the writer is just tired. said, I've said so many things. Don't you see the things I've said? What shall I say? What shall I more say? Brothers and sisters. For the time will not will fail me. So time will fail me. The tale of Gideon. The man who had 33,000 soldiers. And God pruned them and, and it was left with 300 soldiers. And with 300 soldiers, he conquered over 30,000 soldiers. You know the story. By night, a guy had a dream. And in the dream, he saw, what did he see? I've forgotten the story. He saw bread, a barley of bread. Huh? From a hill. Bread, oh. And the bread was just rolling like what Pano does when they roll free people's over. Suddenly the bread came and hit against a Philistine tent. And the tent broke down and killed people. And the guy woke up and said, Hey! I had a dream. And told the people. And said, Certainly, this is um, what do we call it? Gideon and his army. They are coming here to destroy us. Yes. And, and the author is telling us that time will fail us. Because look, how do you conquer thousands of people with 300 people? Are you, I, I think the story of Gideon is the one people try to ask us. Um, the 300, um, um, what's the mo- movie? The 300 Spartans, the original Spartans are the 300 soldiers of Gideon. By faith, 300 men could conquer. And I've even forgotten the story of how they conquered them. Because there are two stories. Which one? Um, it said by night. Was it the one that by night an angel came and brought confusion and they killed one another? Yes. By the time they got there, by the time they got there, they had died. And they just had to kill, just kill the spouse and the people that were left. Let's look at the story. Gideon, the book of Judges. I think chapter 6 or so. Yeah, the Midianites instead. The Midianites. Um, judges what? Hallelujah. By faith, oh. The guy didn't fight the war with his 300 men. You can read the whole story. They blew trumpets and chaos just broke loose in the camp. And they started killing one another. Aye. <laughs> they started killing one another. I think the author should have added by faith the four lepers. Yeah. Uh, the four lepers. You remember that, that story? It's also by faith. Oh. It's a time will fail me to speak, tell you of Gideon. Have you seen that? Yeah. And of Barak. 
I don't know why you spoke of Barak anyway, but Barak is also in the book of Judges. And he did mighty things. And of, and of Samson. You know the story of Samson? Huh? I mean, he tore the mouth of a lion. The man pulled out a city gate, not a house gate. Can you even pull out this door? This metal door, can you pull it out? A city gate. He held it through, pulled it up and, and carried it up a mountain like from here to um, um, Fiebre. Huh? And threw it over a cliff. I mean, one man was a, he was a whole army. By faith. You see, his problem was he thought. His faith told him that his strength was his, in his hair. But he didn't know his strength was not in his hair. His strength was in God. His strength was in his faith. That's why when they remove his eyes and cut off his hair, huh? the reason his strength came back was not because his hair came back. That's Sunday school story. No, no, no. The Bible doesn't say that when his hair came back. Because he started to realize his hair started growing, but strength wasn't coming again. Then he prayed his prayer. He said, Lord God, I know that I've seen that case too, but now, give me strength this day that I may kill my enemies. Then suddenly, the Bible says, and the Lord did his prayer and restored unto him his strength. So who was his strength? The Lord was his strength. But he didn't know. But by faith anyway, Samson was a terror. By faith, I will be a terror to all the powers of darkness everywhere I go. And of Jephthah. What a man. Jephthah. I think, when was it that Prophet Hansen came and preached of, on Jephthah? Do you remember? Jephthah. He was the one who lived with his, his he was a, a slave's child and when the time came for him to get his inheritance, they sacked him out of the house. And he went and became a mighty soldier. That the whole of a certain clan in Israel came and said, we want you to come and lead us to, to war. Are you with me? That's, Sam, that's Jephthah. And of David. It's a time will fail me to talk about David. Maybe one day may time not fail us so that I'll get time and sit down and say, let's talk about the heroes of faith. Today, let's talk about David as a series. Ha! Recently, I was reading about David. I mean, David is, is such a man. Look at this. He goes to, to war to go and give food to his brothers. Ah, and there's a tall giant man, bigger than Great Kali or uh, many of these big, big wrestlers. Giant like this, like this ceiling, giant with a big sword, a big javelin and a big sword. Then his brothers Eliab, Abinadab, and um, Shammah, they are giant guys. They were in the army. He sent food to them. I mean, this guy was small as me. Thank God God uses small people like me. He was sent to go and give food though. Not, he wasn't sent to go and give 
um, sword. So he was sent to go and give food. I mean, that's all he could do in the army ground. Go and give food to your brothers. Then suddenly he sees the giant guy. He said, ah, why have you guys left that guy? He's, he's insulting us. Then he spoke to him said, what shall they give to the one who kills him? Then brother said, you, you have brought that your thing you have been doing in the house here. You are doing yourself faith. As for AFM there, Coco Tissam, you see how people usually talk about us. They won't take their size. Then he moves from the, the first one moves to another guy. He said, ah, what shall they do for, 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 for the one who kills him? Then was, oh, get away, you small boy. Then he moves to the, I mean, the guy was, he said, I want to know the reward. I'm going to kill him in about 30 minutes time. Yes, if I do not know I mean, the guy was, you, you don't know who Goliath was. That's why, look, he was a terror to all of Israel. Now, let me tell you something about Saul. In 1 Kings, in 1 Samuel chapter 10, he said, King Saul, the son of Kish, was the tallest man in Israel. Huh? That the one who was tall was at his shoulders. If we are standing, the tallest one among us is standing at tall's He's saw her. Saul has seen Goliath and Saul has run into his tent. <laughs> like a chicken. Then a guy who is at Saul's waist <laughs> comes and is asking, What shall they give to the one who kills this guy? And the guy, get away from here. He must uh, do you know what they'll do who, for the one who killed this guy? He said, I don't know. Then suddenly Saul himself comes and says, Hey, hello, my son. What's up? He said, what will you do for the guy? He said, he said, oh, he shall have a plot of land. His family shall be blessed. He shall marry the king's daughter. I said, that's fine. I'm, I'll be back. Then his brother who said, hey, come here. What do you think we are playing here? He said, he said, you have no idea what I carry. He ran. They gave him a suit. He said, you should wear that suit. I'm up for war. He, wore, he took his head and he fell down. He said, ah. I mean, the guy was so small that he couldn't even wear a normal, an average person's armor. He couldn't wear it. And this guy defiled all odds and killed Goliath by faith. I don't see anything big that God has told me I can do, which I can do. I will defile all, all odds. I will do what? I will do things that people 50 years cannot do, can never do. I will do, as long as God says this thing must be done, I will get it done. I'll get it done. I'll get it done. Because by faith, David, the young boy, got so many things done because he had faith. And of Samuel. Samuel. So before he begins the story of the prophets, the first prophet he starts start with is Samuel. In case you don't know Samuel, Samuel was the one who the Bible says his waist never touched the ground. He looked at Saul and said, the Lord has taken your kindred from you. Your kinship from you. You die like a chicken. He died like a chicken. 
and of the prophets. Let me tell one of the prophets. There's a prophet in the book of First Kings 13 or so. Uh, a young prophet. He goes and prophesies in the town. Then the king, the one who, who works with the king, stretches his hand to hold him and pull his head. Come on, come here. He stretches his hand. The Bible says his hand froze. Hey. Someone stretches his hand to touch a man of God and his hand froze. And of the prophets. Not I see, I see. Power! You know a prophet by power. You know a prophet by what? Zolo Kumbalasaya. In my little journey, I have prophesied things like a joke. They happen like a joke. <laughs> and of the prophets. I mean, I am that prophet. I'm here. I'm that prophet that when I appear to you in a dream, you will wake up. In the year 2016, I appear to Nanaya, in a dream, she w- and gave her money. She woke up and the money was lying by her. <laughs> I mean, God has gifted me. But there were wild ones in the Bible. I mean, this day we have jokers too much in the name of I'm a prophet and uh, him. Uh, you know a prophet eh, by power. Please lock the door. You know a prophet by power. So do it. You know a prophet by what? Power. He said, and look, a guy stretched his hand like this. And his hand froze. Eyes like sub-zero. Have you watched Mortal Kombat? The real Mortal Kombat is in the book of First Kings 13 or so. Somebody stretched his hand and the hands froze. Stiff. He couldn't move it. He could move his whole body. But his hand couldn't move. Elijah was like. He was a terror. Ahaziah met him and said, Hey, have you met me? It was Ahab. He said, Hey, my enemy. You have terrorized. I mean, one guy who is just speaking. Oh, Elijah wasn't holding a sword. Huh? He only had a rod. But he was a terrorist. How do you become a terrorist with your mouth? That's a prophet. That's what? That's what? Prophets are terrorists with their mouth. That's what I can speak into your life and something will happen in your family. Maybe your family is in Damango. But I will speak and something will happen now, now, now in Damango. That was how Elijah was. They sent soldiers to come and arrest him. When they came, you know what's what happened? He was sitting and said, if I be a man of God, let fire come. Fire came down like a joke. Uh-uh. And that's the prophet, the Bible says that time will fail us to speak of the prophets. A prophet is what? Not all these jokers around. In the name of prophets. Then they'll come and just lie to you and the whole lot and nothing. You'll see that your life is, I mean, and of the prophets. 
as a prophet, not as a prophet. That's a prophet. I mean, that's what prophets do. Wild things. Not deceptions and gimmicks. You can't pretend it forever. You can't, pretend, you can't keep paying people to come and lie in church. For, after a while, and people say, if you say you are real, get this thing down and listen. Right? Can you look at somebody and say, and just say, I'm giving you seven days. This the, hey, people will start counting on. Are you aware? And of the prophets. And of the prophets. And of time will fail me to talk about AFM. <laughs> my God, my God. And of the prophets. You are leaving this place as one of the prophets. Mazukolo Sataya. What distinguishes men is what they carry on their heads. Their life of faith. You, they will tell you, oh, this thing can be. They say, you have no, I'm speaking it, I'm seeing it. The mom told her, the idea, the idea, the idea, go say, sure, not, ah, ah. And of the prophets. So you have also fulfilled scripture, and of the prophets. So if books were going to be written about you, books would have been written that you too, you prevented your brother from dying by speaking a word because you had a dream and saw a prophet and you spoke it into being. And of the prophets. Hey. <laughs> and of the prophets. May many things be done by your ways. May many things be done by your words. May many things be done by your faith. From today, begin to speak. 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 Speak by your words. Speak by your faith. Get many things done by your faith. Get so many things done by your faith. Get so many things done by your faith. Get so many things done by your faith. By your words. By your faith. By your words, by your faith. Talk to God that God, may my faith come alive. When I speak, may I see results. In the name of Jesus. He said, these prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, I've talked about that. They brought kingdoms under their feet, like Elijah. <laughs> Wrought righteousness. Obtained promises. Stopped the mouths of lions. Three times in my life, snakes have beaten me three times. Nothing happened. How many times? Three times. Now someone said, okay, go and stretch your hand and let a snake back. I'm not saying that. I said, snake beat me. Bah! I said, Kai! It pained me. The last one that a snake beat me, it was just going up, going up, going up, going up. Huh? I said, hey! Fear gripped me because I thought I was going to die. And I said, no! God can't live in this body and this body will die of snake poison. 
That's how the, the poison died in my body. <laughs> That's how the poison died. Stop the mouths of lions. Next verse. The, the violence of fire. Who do you think this is? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They quench the violence of fire. They escape the edge of the sword. These are people like David and Co. And other people that escaped certain deaths. I mean, they took them to go and kill them. Then suddenly something happened. Out of weakness were made strong. Wax valiant in fight. Turn to flight the armies of strangers, aliens. Next verse. Women receive their dead raised to life again. And that's what happened to her brother. And others were tortured. Not accepting deliverance. I mean, they tortured them and they said, keep torturing us. Then people said, we want to save. He said, no, don't save me. I want to suffer for Christ. I want to suffer for the kingdom. Somebody said, you know what? I'm going to help you get a job. I'm going to help you travel abroad. Say, no. I'm getting this thing done. Are you with me? <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. This thing must be done. That's, he, said, he said, not accepting deliverance. People came and broke the door. Okay, let me give you an example. Do you know that Paul and Silas, the door broke, they slept. It was at midnight, the door broke. In the morning, the soldier came and found out that the doors were open and said, hey, they are gone. He said, no, we are not gone. We are here. Not accepting deliverance. That they may obtain a better resurrection. Next verse. And others had triumphs of cruel mockings. They laughed at them. And scourgings, they beat them. Yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonments. Huh. They put them in prison. Next verse. They were stoned. So when I read this, I feel like he's talking about the New Testament saints because all the stories say we don't see it in the Old Testament. Most of them, we don't see them. The latter part. But we don't know. That's why I'm saying that it could be that the authors are latter believers because Saul and Sander, one of the disciples, no, Jeremiah. This is Jeremiah. Jeremiah, they cut him into two. One, they held his leg like this, held his leg like this. Then they cut him into two like this. See? That's Jeremiah here. Jeremiah was stoned. Jeremiah was son ascender. They were tempted. Joseph were slain with sword. They were killed with swords. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute. They were hungry. They were afflicted. They were tormented. Next verse. Of whom the world was not worthy. Do you know what it means? He said the world felt like we don't deserve these kind of people. May Sunyani not deserve you because of your faith. 
May Ghana not deserve you. The world was not worthy of them. They were so important that the world was not worthy of them. The world found out that no, these guys, no. They are from another pedestal. They are from another universe. How can you be? I mean, how can you can go and read about some of the 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 the, the foxes books of matters, some of the matters. There were some of them, they said, recant and die and leave. They said, no. One guy, Polika, he said, I have served him for 48 years or so. Yet he has never failed me. Never disappointed me. He said, I would rather die. They, they, then they started setting me on fire. He was singing. He said, I'm being bent. He said, he was singing a song that he was being bent like bread for his master. Uh, uh, yeah, he was saying some nice, nice things. Hey. Huh? They are burning you and you are happy. You are singing choruses. I mean, you, you are not serious. School back, I and Yes, I'm a hero for you. are no hero to me. No hero to me. You are no hero to me. You are no hero to me. Kalele Satai. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and in caves on earth. Look at the story. They said to him, and the elders, this polycarpal, and the elderly hero took his position at the stake. He broke counsel, knowing the frailty of the old man's frame, took pity upon his victim, and gave him an opportunity to recant. The word recant is to denounce Jesus. Swear, and I'll release thee, reproach Christ. The answer of the vulnerable man has gone down in history as among the most famous last words of a dying martyr. A harsh silence from the assembled throng awaited his reply. Then he said, Eighty and six years have I saved him. And he never once wronged me. Uh -uh. At the time you, they are burning you, you have, you have, he has wronged you according to modern day Christians. When they are saying God has disappointed them. When they lose a relationship, God has wronged them. This guy, they are beating, betrayed him. They are about to burn him. He said that 86 years, he has never done me any harm. This is a man of faith. Look at it. He never wronged me. How then shall I blaspheme my king who has saved me? He said the order was given. The torch was applied to the fagos and the flame leaped upwards. But to the astonishment of the crowd, the flames curled upwards and around the elderly martyr, leaving him in the middle of the flames, like Shadrach, like Meshach, like Abednego, untouched by the flame. 
It was as if the flame themselves were protesting the execution, refusing to touch this elderly servant of God. The entire assembly had the opportunity to observe this singular miracle. Finally, the executioner was ordered to run the old man through with a sword. They are saying that they set him on fire. The guy was singing. Huh? The fire was not burning him. The waiter, he wasn't burning. He wasn't dying. So suddenly they said, executioner, Then the executioner now used a sword to kill Polycarp. But upon this act, such a quantity of blood flowed out that the fire, the fire was extinguished. <laughs> The blood that came out quenched the fire. Where history? When your Bible? Where history? Bible say history, but can you go those fairy tales and stories? <laughs> the old man soon died and his body was burned to ashes, but the spirit had long risen to God who gave it. And we can be sure that the Lord Jesus Christ advanced to the portals of heaven to welcome his faithful servant into his presence and to give him the promised reward. How many of you know the promised reward? Thou good and faithful servant unto death. I will give thee the crown of life. And this is what these guys were looking for. Thou good and faithful servant. Next verse, and then we are done. Ha! Ah. And these all, having done what? Having obtained a good report through faith, receive not the promise. Next verse. God having provided some better thing for us, that we will day without us should not be made perfect. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. Take us to the next chapter. So now that he's done with it, he now tells us, therefore, we also, since we are encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, what are the cloud of witnesses? Polycarp, Elijah, Elisha, Abraham, Ezekiel, Daniel. Huh? He has already told us the witnesses who. That these guys crampona and no more old testament, no more more yeah, and wow new testament grano. Unamona would you was a sem. Huh? Now all these guys are watching you. So when I see what Elijah did, what Paul did, I feel like will I be able to do some? And that's why I saying, Let us lay out aside every weight and the sin which does easily beset us. I think some time ago I talked about the weight and the sin. Some things are a weight unto you. Anything that is not a sin but hinders you from serving God must be removed, must be laid aside. Hey, it could be a relationship. It could be some computer you are using. It could be some friendship. It could be some job you are doing. It's a weight. Do you think in our day Christianity, someone will decide to lose his job? Huh? 
I mean, say that my job now is preventing me from going to church. So I quit it. And now I am home. And a friend in Yamisumpa. Me na me catch it all. Share. We are not in competition with the world. This world is passing. We are not saying go, don't get a job. But I'm saying that you should be able to one day get to a point and say, I quit my job. I quit my relationship. I've emptied my accounts because I just want to serve God. I gave out my car. I realized that my car was taking me to clubs every time. When I, as soon as I sit in my car, I feel like going to boy with, with my guys. Now I've given out my car. I walk to church. I've lost my job. They will say that I'm a, I'm a fit in society. But I don't give a damn as long as I spend time in the presence of God. I'm telling you, for 40 years, master, it will look like you never played life. But a good report. A good report. The weight and the sin. That easily be said. The sin that easily be said as is called iniquity. That sin that you cannot do away with. The time that you are becoming spiritual is the time that it knocks at your door. And it's mentioning you by name. <laughs> the time I become spiritual, say, I'm back again. He said, Let us lay it aside. And let us run with patience. Another verse says, with perseverance, the race that is set before us. The whole reason the heroes of faith existed was to tell us that let us run with patience the race that is set before us. That is not everything we will get in this life. That it is not everything we will also lack in this life. But let us run with patience. We are running over. We are not crawling. We are running. Christianity is a race. We are racing against destiny. They tell you, take your time. Hold on. No, it's a run with patience. We are running all right, but with patience. There are some things I'm doing in ministry. People are, are you still not rushing? No, I'm doing it with patience. Are you with me? Like, as I now would have started a building project. Oh. And when I have just started, I said, no, I haven't started. I'm running with patience. Not that I couldn't have done it, I could have done it. But there are certain things I just decided, no, let's use this money for this thing. Let's hold on. We, are, we will get it done all right, but with patience. But if I'm running with impatience, I would have had to use dubious ways to get money to build so that I can prove a point. I'm running all right, but with patience. With patience. We will be here after 70 years old. Or 50 years, we'll still be around. Let's run with patience. A certain thing, we don't have them now. You may never have them. Or you may have them. But run with patience. Because there is a race that is set before us. Next verse. Looking unto Jesus, who is the author. The word author there is the beginner. He sets the ball rolling. The author and the finisher of our faith. Now, 
Yeah, this one is altar. It means Christ began my salvation. Christ ends it. Mine is to walk in faith and keep running. Lost wife's duty was just keep running. Don't worry about the fire that is coming down. It won't burn you. But she was worried. Let me turn back. Maybe the fire is coming. Then she turned into clay. Run with patience. There are destinies. There are thousands of people that are waiting. So look, there are thousands of people somewhere in the world who are waiting for you to manifest. Your story will be the reason they will not give up in their life. The message you will preach to them, the gospel you will preach to them, the message you will tell them is going to change their life. Run with patience. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Why? Because Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him, there's a joy, oh. The joy to me is good and faithful, Micah. You have been faithful over these little ones. If Jesus come and this is all my church members are, and I know that I've preached every message that I would have preached for a thousand members, Jesus is proud of you. Because somebody had 100 members and said his church is not growing, he quit ministry. Someone had 1,000 members and quit ministry because he said his church wasn't growing. Despising the shame. Despising the shame. And he sat down at the right hand of God, or the throne of God. Give me the last verse, then we close. For consider him that endures such contradiction of sinners. The word contradiction there is attacks. Eh? Sinners attacked him against himself. Lest ye be weary and faint in your minds. Because that is where the battle is won. In your minds. Remember context. Up there he talked about in their minds, they look for, they didn't consider the other country that was behind them. But they were mindful of the country that was ahead of them. Again, he's saying that you will give up in your faith if Satan conquers your mind. We know that this broadcast has been a lesson unto you. Worship with us this and every Wednesday, 6 a.m. The Bible teaching session. This and every Friday, Friday prayer and prophetic service within the hours of 6.30 p.m. and Sunday within the hours of 8 a.m. And we know that your life will never be the same. Locate us in Bono region, Sunyani Ashura, the police checkpoint that your life will never be the same. Hallelujah, faith, mission, global assembly. The glory is here.